Welcome to Ashes Daily, although <laughs> no Ashes Daily on day one uh, from the MCG. I, it was well. Let me introduce myself. I'm Tony. Uh, Adam is on the other end of the line. Hey, Adam. Morning, Tony. Merry um, Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I, I thought we just felt it was a bit too festive to do an Ashes Daily on Christmas Day, um, on Boxing Day rather. So we've, uh, yeah, we, we sort of. We thought, you know, roll it into uh, roll it into a, a sort of super duper day two Ashes Daily. We, we didn't need to do an Ashes Daily on Christmas Day, although we probably could have done. Am I right? We could have, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could have predicted what was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. We we certainly could have done. Um, yeah, it's another 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 test match of fun and games for England. Um, just to recap, then where we are, if uh, anyone has missed it or was dead, not check the score, and just wanted to. Yeah, tune into us <laughs> celebrating an England victory. Um, it's not heading that way at the moment. It's fair to say. Uh, yeah, Australia bowled first. Yeah, I don't know how long you stayed up for Adam on the uh, Christmas night Boxing Day morning. I went to bed with the scores about fifty or sixty for one. I'm trying to remember exactly uh, when I went to bed with um, with Milan and Root at the crease. Obviously, they've been the pick of England's batsmen so far. And, and I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll wake up to a competitive total. It was anything but that on Boxing Day morning. 185 England would bowled out for. Um, it was only Root who made another 50, which um, yeah, clearly the only one holding things together at the moment. Three wickets for Pat Cummins, uh, three for Nathan Lyon, a couple for Mitchell Stark, and a first test wicket for Scott Boland, which was, which was quite a nice moment if you're into those sort of, if you're into Australians having nice moments, then, uh, <laughs> then that was one. Um, and then Australia closed that first day, didn't they? Uh, a decent number for one. Was setting about building that. But actually England, you know, a very sort of valiant fight back with the ball to bowl the Aussies out for 267 last night. Uh, Marcus Harris, uh, the only batter to really get going making 76 from 189 four wickets for James Anderson um, a couple each for Robinson and Wood and, and one each for Stokes and Leach um, although I suppose some, some annoying lower order runs again uh, from Australia Pat Cummins 21 Mitchell Stark 24 um, so that was a what a lead of 80 odd which you thought England you know might have a fist of, of, of getting to and well so, well did we think that probably not but England, um, you know, was as close as they've been in the series so far in terms of um, potentially engineering a situation where they might threaten not to be absolutely obliterated. Um, but once again, that seems to have fallen away pretty quickly. Closing 31 for four. Hamid out for seven. Crawley out for five. Milan out for a golden duck off Mitchell Stark. And then Jack Leach survived two balls from Scott Poland, the second of which, I say survived one ball. And then the second ball he faced he did nothing with, played no shot, off stump, ripped out the ground, Boland uh, and the crowd kind of in euphoria. And yeah, England 31 for four, still trailing by 51 runs. Have you got any hope left in that body of yours, Adam? <laughs> in, in, the, in that body of yours, that's, <laughs> uh, it's a temple, my body. So <laughs> You're having to go to the well, the well of hope. <laughs> exactly. Again. No, not much hope. Uh, I think it's fair to say. I actually, um, uh, when I checked the score this morning, I laughed out loud. <laughs> but that's because, because I actually woke up in the night. I was awake for about 
nearly two hours in the night my son woke up and then I found it hard to get back to sleep so I was awake from like half three to about half five so I was just listening to TMS uh yeah so at that point Australia were like six down and England were well in the game I think they were they were, England was slightly ahead and then Australia were only fractionally ahead when I eventually nodded off so it's like in a in theory I should have been getting excited, but I wasn't getting excited because at no stage did I think that England were back in the game because there's just an absolutely no chance of England posting enough of a score second time around to build the target. So even, you know, England would England would need a first innings lead of, of minimum 100, you would think. And when they're getting bowled out for 185 first innings, that's just never going to happen. So, you know, no, almost no matter how well they bowl, it doesn't matter. And um, that being said, and I've got a lot to say about the batting, <laughs> whether we'll get through it all today, I don't know. Um, and, you know, it's, it's easy to be critical and we should be, but I, I do want to say that Australia bowled spectacularly well in that final session, you know, Cummins and Stark, that was, that was world-class test bowling there. And, um, you know, you could, as I say, you can lambast the England batting and they deserve it, but they did get some good balls today. Yeah, quite. And, and, and on, and did that first innings as well. I mean, you know, Cummins ripping out the uh, one, two, and three, all with, I, I, you know, he was just bowling. I, he's just sort of, he's too good at the moment. In that sense, it, you know, that probably, you probably can excuse a bit of the batting. I mean, this is the thing, is that England are in dire straits and, you know, they're not even in the contest remotely or haven't been in the series. But we kind of, I suppose we knew that going into the, well, we suspect that going into the series, although as I, as I said the other day, we did talk ourselves into um, a situation where we had perhaps more, slightly more confidence than we should have done. Um, but, you know, England are just whatever, potentially the fourth kind of best side in the world, the fourth or fifth. And actually, if they play the sides around them, you know, they probably would be competitive um, at the moment. But uh, yeah, they've been very, very, or they have been obviously extremely exposed by, by yeah, by some quality bowling, um, and and obviously the, the batting lineup is is fragile yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know that. I mean, yeah, I take I take that point to an extent, but as, as I said a couple of times on here, like I I don't think Australia are. I don't think this is the best Australia side ever by any means, and I, and I think the the England team that got whitewashed in two thousand and six, or the England team that got whitewashed in twenty thirteen, would would be competing here. I mean, yes, it is absolutely a world-class bowling attack, but then, you know, there's no Josh Hazelwood, who's arguably the best or certainly right up there with Cummins. And in the previous game, there was no Cummins either, and they still got absolutely flat. Yeah, so, so there, there, are, there, is, um, there is some mitigation, you know, there are some excuses. And the, the fact that Australia's bowling attack is so good is one of them, but that's not enough by itself. And you're right, if they, you know, England will probably go to the Caribbean. They obviously lost in the Caribbean last time, but I'm sure they'll be at least you'd imagine they'll be more competitive there, or when they play Sri Lanka at home or whatever. But um, but is that all? You know, is that all we want for England? And they themselves have said that this that this is what they're focused on is this Ashes series, and for them to be so hopelessly outclassed in it, I don't know. I mean, I I, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, and obviously today t- t- was a better day and a better performance until the last hour. But certainly yesterday, I just felt very glum about English cricket. And it was kind of, 
I actually thought to myself, this is this might be the the lowest I've felt as an England cricket fan. And like, I'm not necessarily saying it's the worst moment. There might have been kind of uh, worse moments as a fan. I'm, I'm, I've certainly been angrier, <laughs> but I think this is the most depressing moment because the batting is just nowhere near good enough. I mean, yes, this is a very, very good attack, a world-class attack, but it's been nowhere near good enough against anyone, really. You know, they, they've not scored any runs. The, Joe Root has had, you know, the, the best year of any England batsman ever. And yet this is, I think, statistically the worst year ever for England batting. So, you know, with the exception of Root, maybe Milan, maybe Stokes, none of these batsmen are test class. But what's so depressing about that is that they are the best batsmen in England. You know, Rory Burns is the best batsman in county cricket and has been for a long time. So what we're seeing is that England as a nation is just not producing batsmen anymore. And there are lots of reasons for that. And it can be to do with, you know, the the prioritisation of, of white ball cricket and various other factors. But basically the the... The reason it's so depressing is because the the solution or the 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 fix just feels so far away. In the past, when it's been, you know, it's because Kevin Peterson's played another brainless shot, or you know, it's like the, the selection was wrong, or there's things that you feel you can fix. I don't know what the fix is here. Yeah, that's 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 probably fair. I mean, do you think there's is, is there any sense that we can be slightly critical or or slightly? Maybe critical's not the right word, just slightly disappointed that, that you know, whilst we have everyone's putting all their eggs in Root's basket, um, he actually hasn't, he's yet to deliver the, the big, potentially at least match-defining score um, in the series. As good a form as he's been in and, mm. and, and as good as he's looked, you know, again, in that first innings, you know, he got to 50 and got out and it was, you know, looked furious with himself for doing it. But when you look back to 2019, um, obviously that was a series that Australia were, were very proud of. But I mean, you know, it was, it was almost entirely built on Steve Smith scoring ludicrous runs. Yeah, Root kind of hasn't really delivered yet. And, you know, here we are three tests in. I mean, look, okay, we've got, if, if we are sort of clutching or, or hanging on to hope, you know, you've got Root and Stokes at the crease overnight, a deficit of 50 with Butler and Bearstow to come. I mean, it's going to take something extraordinary and something special, obviously, for England not to lose here. But, but you know, if there is a time for Root to pull out something extraordinary, maybe this is the moment. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though. I, I, do, I do think there's... Uh, perhaps he's he's getting away with it a little bit. I mean, he's obviously having a, a decent series, but it's it's not... You, you are sort of seeing people saying, and, and this is why Joe Root is world-class. And you know, obviously, he's had an absolutely unbelievable year. But but this series, like it is a little bit disappointing that he hasn't gone on and dominated in the way that, as you say, Smith did two years ago or four years ago, the way that Alistair Cook has in the past. You know, so far, Root's never scored 100 in Australia. You know, so far, you'd say that like Ian Bell has a, has done better for England in Australia than Joe Root. Mm. Um, you know, Ian Bell was a very fine batsman, but but most people would, wouldn't say that he was England's best ever batsman like they would say about Root. So... Yeah, but I don't know how fair it is to criticise him for not scoring even more runs. You know, he's just, he's got no support at all. And given how much he's having to think about with the captaincy and, you know, how much pressure he's under, there's just, as I say, there's there's no, there's no backup for him. And, and that, as, as I said, I don't know what the, what the solution is because I, there aren't people kind of banging the door down to get in the team. You know, I'd like to see Dan Lawrence given a go, but it's not going to, is it, it's expecting a huge amount for him to make 
all the different Zach Crawleys, you know, kind of the next cab off the rank again and has come in and failed twice here. It's frankly a joke, I think, that Johnny Bairstow is in the team, given that he hasn't scored a run for four years. And that's partly a kind of weird obsession with that the England management have with Bairstow, but it's also partly because there just are no alternatives. There are no credible alternatives. So, um, yeah, it's a bit depressing um, in a way. Like I think this is why people focus so much on the bowlers because it feels like there's more to say you know you can you can talk about oh no it should be uh we should you should play Wokes or we should play uh Wood or you know what about Matt Parkinson or there's like there's options but I don't know what the Mm. options are in the batting so yeah I just generally feel a bit glum tone I think that's probably fair to say it didn't quite ruin my Christmas but (laughs) (laughs) I was certainly thinking about it you just yeah chomping down on that nut race thinking god damn it come on England what more can you say I think there's going to be a very miserable highlight reel from this series which will add I think you know you can add Leach's um, no shot dismissal to um, slightly harsh on him given that he's he's not a batsman but yeah we'll no, harsh we'll on him but I just you know yeah in terms of the sort of the, the, the yeah the comedy highlight reel yeah, there's definitely going to be soundtrack by Spanish Flea, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but there we go. Should we leave it there? Yeah. I'm sure we'll um, have more, or probably almost exactly the same thing to say tomorrow. We might end up getting out of Melbourne with only one Ashes Daily time because it's probably, it's almost certainly going to be over tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, true. Sweet relief, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, if it, yeah, as yeah, as it looks, if it if it's all done and dusted tonight, um, then yeah, then the rest of the series could be. I don't know. Will anyone notice it happening? That's the question. Will everyone just kind of like zone out? Well, we'll be there to find out. We'll keep you posted. We won't. We won't be burying our heads here on on Ashes Daily. Yeah. Well, cheers, Adam. We'll uh, hopefully speak to you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, Tom. By the way, were you in bed again? It sounds like you're in bed. Uh, no, I was lying on the sofa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> real yeah. uh, real upgrade. Well, it's, yeah. Real evolution. Not much, not much to get out of bed for these days, really. So, yeah, I managed to make it to the sofa. Um, okay, well, cheers, Adam. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>